Hey guys, welcome to If You Know You Know Therapy with Haley Mayer. Hey guys, welcome back to If You Know You Know Therapy. We are going over the concept or just the topic of when can I say no to something? Something I noticed when working with people in my age group, this age group in general, is there's this fear of being able to just outright say no. I've noticed there's like a big movement on social media as well of just giving people permission to just say, nope, like I can't do that, or I'm not able to do that, or no, I'm not interested in that. We are talking about just feeling confident enough to make a decision and state it and stick with it. And also just use the term no, instead of maybe, or I love to, I think just being able to say no needs to be accepted more often. One of the biggest things that I hear this about is in dating and things like that. But I think this also applies to work. It applies to friendship. It applies to personal lives. It just applies to everywhere. So let's just talk about why we can't say no. One of the things that millennials have a really hard time, we're very much centered on this idea of deriving our value by being liked by people. We started it back with online. You want it to be in someone's top five friends on MySpace, on Facebook. You want to have a lot of likes. You want to have a lot of comments on things. We appreciate the, I think, just mass amount of people who appreciate what we do. That's how we know that we are valued, that we're liked, that we are being successful. If you look at past generations of different things that they derived their value from, often it was not that same situation, right? They weren't looking to see if they were the most liked person online, even looking at something like, um, what was it? I think it was the TV show, not TV show, the movie, like Sydney White or, you know, the uh, Mean Girls, things like that. All of those have like those hot or not lists and people were ranking themselves on that. You didn't necessarily have that same setup in the past. Often being liked or not was an important thing, but also being successful. Even when it came to like the typical popular kids at school situation, it was because their parents had money or things like that, or that they had more privilege or more trust or whatever it was, more things that they were able to do. It wasn't just simply because more people looked at their Facebook page and liked it. They didn't have that. So it was more of a personal interaction value system rather than a value system based upon just digital liking. So we often have problems saying no because we have derived a lot more of our value by people liking us. And when we say no, people don't like us as much, or at least we perceive that. Personally, I appreciate if someone says no. I'd rather have them just be outright rather than trying to stumble things along and trying to pretend like there is, there's a different way to be doing it. With millennials, we also worry that we're disappointing someone else back to that, not liking them. If we disappoint them, they don't like us. Now, as someone who studies healthy commitment, healthy relationships, just because you disappoint someone doesn't mean that they don't like you anymore. However, when we're thinking in a crisis situation, we are equating disappointing to automatic rejection. So with millennials, we also like to agree to do things because we like a chance to impress other people. If we agree to everything and we get things done, we have more of a chance to impress people, to help have them like us again, back to that whole trend. 
So it's not just the fact of we just don't like saying no because we like staying busy all the time. It also is what is implied. If I do a lot of good things because I'm asked to do them and I just say yes and I get them all done, I have more of a chance of getting the things that I want, which is people liking me, people appreciating what I'm doing. And I have a better chance of being able to be more liked. I'm essentially doing the hunter gatherer situation, but I'm gathering likes from people. It's not just likes online. It's also the fact that they'll come in and say, oh, well, you know, in my case, Haley is just so great at accomplishing many tasks. I speak about this from personal experience. I am someone who likes to have a lot of tasks. I like to be known as someone who can accomplish a lot of different things as well. I'm usually someone who has a very high burnout tolerance meaning I can get a lot done. Actually, more people than I thought do. But with those of us who do, sometimes it's because we've realized that our value system is being derived by how many likes we have from people. And I, for me, as I've experimented with how to deal with burnout and how to recognize that I truly do have it in different ways, it may not appear as me like dropping to the floor with exhaustion, but I have had to check in and see how much of this is being derived by that value of being liked by people. And when I start noticing that I am aware of that situation of, I think this is because of that, I start realizing that I'm able to put into a whole new perspective and start realizing more too that I, I don't necessarily, that actually isn't something that drives me. That's not one of the things that motivates me is by being liked by a lot of different people, which I mean... (laughs) Not to be Debbie Downer. This podcast obviously doesn't have like millions of views. So I would probably stop it if I, that was my motivation at this point, but I'm doing it for the experience. I'm doing it for the opportunity to try to like get some information out there and also try some new things. So this is my vulnerability moment here. But if I was only being motivated by likes, I would be looking for a lot more publicity with different things. And yeah, I've noticed that that's not really what runs me. So I think I I think growing up, I saw a lot of people who were motivated by others liking them. And that's not a bad thing. But I think realizing that that actually isn't my motivation helped me be able to pull back on the whole burnout situation. It helped me be able to pull back on the high performance to the point of burnout. So when can I say no? That's a great question. I think, first of all, doing what I'm talking about of why am I feeling the need to say yes? I think first, just being able to look at my needs. Is this actually helping me achieve my need? That I think that, yeah, I think we all go through periods of time too, where we do need to push ourselves to do more. I have a lot of clients and I remember doing this in grad school where I had a job, I had an internship, I had my full-time school, I had a full-time social life, I had a full-time service project um, that I would be, you know, volunteering and different things like that, I had a lot going on. And in that period of time, that was probably way too much for me to handle, but I motivated myself to go through with it due solely to the fact of I needed it to graduate and I wanted to do it well. So I did for a short period of time overdo things. So in those moments, I had evaluated that in that moment, I don't know if I can say no to anything. But since then, and before that, I think I also saw a lot of opportunities where I would see things that, yes, I could kind of load it up again and have a lot of different things. But I started noticing, when can I say no? I can say no about anything. And it has actually brought me a lot more joy. 
Um, it has actually brought me a lot more joy being able to say no to things when I just don't want to do it. I think those joking memes that we have of like, here I thought adulthood would be about clubbing and going out and partying all the time and doing ABC. And actually pure adulthood joy is based off of if I can just go home, get in my pajamas and watch a movie starting at six and then going to bed early (laughs) like that. I think that's the joy of being able to learn when I can say no. I think learning how to say no is also a big part of self-care. Self-care isn't just simply about doing things to make myself feel fancy or doing things that I just don't have time in my day otherwise to do it. I talked about it in a podcast that I had with my friends, Jen and Taylor on the Fate Resilience podcast that is also on all the same platforms this one is. So go ahead and look at it. I was talking about self-care in one of the first episodes with them. And self-care is so much more than just getting something done. It's also about enriching my life. It's about something that if I feel like I am considering self-care, just taking a shower and getting that quickly done for the day because my kids are taking over and all these different things are happening. And the only thing I can say is, well, I take a shower each day. That's my self-care. No, that's a need. That's a basic need I have. So I think evaluating what our self-care is, I'm not going to go into it too much. It's about enrichment. I think looking at when can I say no is when do I need to make sure that I'm taking care of myself with my basic needs, but also looking at some of those enrichment activities. Am I having the chance to do any of those? And if I'm not, I probably need to learn how to say no more often. I'm not saying you need to be doing the most bougie things every 10 minutes, but you got to be finding some chance for that. And if there isn't, then you probably have to look and evaluate what else do I need to be taking out of that? One of the things that I ask myself too is why do I try to do everything? My favorite part of a session is talking to people who have very, very busy jobs and lives and just schedule of events. And we'll talk about things and they say, I just don't know why I can, I can't just do the things I need to do. And I'll ask them, well, what are you doing? And they'll tell me that they're doing school. They're doing work again, back to kind of that full load that we were talking about at different things, doing school, doing work, they're doing volunteer hours. They have a family life. They are um, trying to do an internship. They, they're trying to do all these different things. And then they get angry because they're like, why can't I just find enough time to sleep? Why can't I just, you know, have enough time to go see a movie with my boyfriend or my girlfriend? Or why can't I just have enough time to even sit down and make dinner for myself? And they just beat themselves up for it. And I look at them and go, yeah, How could you not find time when you're doing your internship and your school and your work and your service projects and your, um, and your social life and your family? How could you not find, I don't get why you don't have enough time. And I'll usually do it in a sarcastic way, but then they look at me and they're like, yeah, that, that does sound like a lot of different things. We are very keyed in to overachieve in a lot of different ways. We look at, I mean, it's just like any sports. You look at the record of what's going on. I was watching a, I was watching a Netflix special about the decathlons and the Olympics and the word world records and what it takes for people to do them. Everyone's goal coming after that is to beat it. Okay. The same thing can be said about the workforce of today the same thing can be said about social, whatever it is. We always are trying to do one better than the group before us. 
we had a very high succeeding record of successful people in the generations before us. And we're trying to beat it. We're trying to do one better. We're trying to also have our availability of succeeding. So I think it makes sense why we're trying to do everything. We're not only in the age of trying to do well in work and with school. This is the age also where people are noticing that things didn't work well with the family back then, or things didn't work well with a relationship or whatever it is. And so now people feel like they need to have all the boxes checked off and they need to succeed and do hundred percent in all of them. Now it's good to feel like I'm doing well in them. I'm not saying say no to everything and then just don't care. I'm saying you do want to do well in all of them, but it is okay as well to make a boundary. What we talked about a little bit ago, and we'll talk more about boundaries in some upcoming episodes too. But if you aren't realizing that we're crossing a line of going from being driven to do something to feeling obsessively overachieving about something, that's when you need to be looking, evaluating if there needs to be a no in the answer, should I do this? And I think that's like a really important thing to be paying attention to. Am I doing this just to do this because I really feel like it needs to be done? Or am I doing this because I feel like if I don't, I'm going to be looked at poorly. I'm going to be um, judged. I'm going to have a lot of shame. I think one of the big things too, is there's a difference between saying, if you don't do it, you'll regret it in the sense of, oh, what was it? I, oh, something really small. There's a dessert festival coming up in a couple of months. And I joke about it a lot with my friends, Jen and Taylor, but honestly, anything with the flaky crust is like a hundred percent to me. I love anything that has buttery layers. That is so good. Um, and I, last year they had this dessert festival last year. And I remember being like, I really want to go. And then I didn't go. And I was like, oh, I kind of regret not going. And not in a way where I was like, oh, you're like, I'm going to go. It was just a moment of like, oh, I, that actually is something I kind of would have wanted to go to. So this year tickets came out and I happened to be following someone who was publicizing about him. And I was like, oh my gosh, that actually was something I wanted to go. And so for that, I was like, yes, I will go. So I got tickets and it's happening in a couple months, but it's one of those things where looking at it, it's not that I'm going to instantly regret it and be so sad, but I also was like, oh, you know, like that is something I do want to go to. However, I've also been invited to concerts before, which they weren't awful bands. They weren't people I didn't like, but they also weren't ones that I was really interested in going. And the whole concept of piling in a car, driving an hour or two to the concert venue, parking the car, walking in the heat, because they're always in the summer and they're always hot and it's awful. Walking in the heat, packing everything I can in my little fanny pack, not being allowed to bring my water bottle in, having to to buy overpriced water, finding a seat not actually getting a really great seat, having to like hunch over because I'd never fit in between any of the rows with seats because I have really long legs. And then listening to something I'm really not a huge fan with. That's something that I'm like, ugh, I almost regret going if I go to that. So learning the balance of saying, you know, it's something that I'm not saying that I would just be so upset if I didn't go, but I actually do kind of want to go to something. And also the balance of saying, you know what? I just don't feel the need. I think that's a huge delicate balance. Now we are talking in that situation about something that's like an extracurricular. We're not talking about taking on additional projects. We're not talking about taking on an additional job. That's just, we're talking about fun. Okay. 
I get that it's a lot more complicated when it comes to things that are like career driven, education driven, things like that. But I think one of the big things you need to be aware of is that when you're looking at the, can I say no decision, you have to first look at, am I covering the basis of what is already needing to happen? So if it's not a definite, like I have to do this, we also need to really evaluate. Is it really that I have to do this or am I putting my own shame and, and pressure onto it right now? Which one am I doing? Am I actually looking and evaluating and saying, you're right. I actually probably do need to do this. It's going to be okay. Or am I looking at it and saying, I don't have to do this at all, but because of my high achievement, I'm going to pretend like I do. And I'm going to, you know, this is going to be the better option. So I'm going to really put the pressure on myself. Now, how do we evaluate that? We have to look at it and really be honest with ourselves. That's the only thing I can't go to someone to say, is that really something you have to do? I can ask them that, but I'm not going to decide it for them. I'm not going to be the one who's looking at them and saying, absolutely not. Everyone's going to make their own decision and that's in everyone else's wheelhouse. So once you have made that decision, is this something I can say no to? If it is not, then you got to just remind yourself of that. If you make that decision, great. Then remind yourself of why. Write it down somewhere, have it on a sticky note, have it on a note on your phone, remind yourself what it is that you need to be doing and why. But if you decide it's something you don't have to do and that you kind of do want to have a no, then you need to learn how to say it. And honestly, the most basic way possible is probably going to be your best way. Because when you start saying, I would love to, but someone's going to find a way around it. You're going to find a way around it. It's not going to be consistent and it's not going to be set. So you need to decide how am I going to say no to this situation? A couple weeks ago, someone invited me to concert. I've had, I've been invited to some vacations. Again, it's, they weren't things I thought were the worst things ever. They just weren't things that appealed to me. Or I just realized I was being spread too thin and I needed to pause and I couldn't go. And honestly, the best thing is stating if it is something you're having conflicting feelings saying, you know what? I really would have loved to, but I'm going to give you a no right now. Things are just too much. I think being direct is okay. If it's something you weren't wanting to do, I mean, it depends on how sarcastic you are with your friends. Sometimes my friends will say like, hey, do you want to go do this? And I'm like, card pass. Mm-mm. No, I no desire. Thanks so much for inviting me. I appreciate that you think I would want to do that. But the answer is no. Mm-mm. It, I mean, not everyone's like that. They Certain friends, certain humors, certain ones will get into that. But other than that, the best way though would probably just be to say, no, thank you so much for inviting me. I just am not able to go. And if they ask why, I think everyone's afraid. Well, what if they ask why? Most of the time, actually, I've never been asked why. And when they have asked why, usually they're looking for a reason to argue. So I usually at that point, just try to cut it off as much as possible and say, you know, I've just got a lot of things happening or I've had a lot of thoughts about it, or I've just made a decision. I'm just not able to go. And if they want to continue to bother with that example or that reasoning, I would say there are people who aren't going to respect your boundary in general. So I really wouldn't worry about trying to like, you know, explain it away in the best of way. I don't think it's going to matter how you talk to them about it. I think they've already decided that they feel like their answer that you should go is the best answer. So anything other than that is not going to work well. So you just have to be prepared for the fact that if they are going to go down that road, you can't join them. You just, you're sorry. I'm just going to say, no, not going to give you the best answer. I'm not going to give you an excuse. I'm just saying I can't. 
So I think part of this whole situation is just, when can I say no? You can say no at any time. I think you have to allow yourself to have that. I can say no at any point. I can say yes to something. That's, I mean, that's the whole concept of consent, right? Not even just sexual, but just the whole concept of just consent in general is that at any point I can change my mind. I should be allowed to change my mind at any point. But I think especially for those of us who have such a high level of needing to have our value derived by people we like, people who respect us, people who like us just in general, I think if we are operating from that, we need to be very careful that we are taking advantage of the times we can say no and that we're doing it in a respectful and calm way. But then also evaluating like, do I even need to evaluate that going forward? I probably need to do more to like protect that. No, something to think about. I want you to just look at the no, look at why, why am I allowed to say no? When can I say no? And honestly, the answer should be pretty much anytime I need to. And yeah, thanks so much for listening. Let me know if any questions come up about that. Let me know if you have any ideas, thoughts or anything along that line. And I'll talk to you next week. Thanks so much for listening. If you have any questions or if you want to just reach out, you can find me on Instagram at Haley underscore the underscore therapist. So at Haley the therapist with spaces in between. Also be able to reach me if you need email at IYKYKtherapy at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you.